Psst, Devin, I have a secret. You want in? What you got? Well, today we're stealing the declaration of... Just kidding. <laughs> we're stealing the hearts of our listeners because today we are talking Ben and Abigail from National Treasure. Do we ship it? Listen to find out. Hey, all I'm Steph. And I'm Devin. We are so excited about this one. That's right. We absolutely love the premise of these films and the history and destinations we visit along the ride. Oh, absolutely, Devin. You know that I love myself (laughs) some DC and some DC history because, well, I guess this was Philadelphia, technically. Well, in the mix, both. Yeah. All in the mix. I love history. I love like the founding of our nation. Mm -hmm. It's just, it sticks in my heart because I went to school in DC. I still live kind of nearby. And I just, I love politics. I love history. When I was stranded. Yes, Devin did live here for a week, which was super exciting, although it wasn't for a great no, there wasn't. Yeah, there, yeah, it was really <laughs> But we choice. had a lot of fun. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, loved it. <laughs> Just uh, don't get in car accident in D.C. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. There's just something about the beauty of the history of the United States and it's just so breathtaking to investigate. So with that being said. Yep. So obviously today we're talking about National Treasure, Ben and Abigail, and we just can't get enough. Mm -hmm. Before we dive in to dissecting this relationship, we wanted to give our usual summary with our classic spoiler Spoiler alert. alert. So spoiler, you've been you've been warned. Spoiler alert. But here's our summary. Historian and code breaker Ben Gates Nick Cage sets out to find or sets out on a quest for a rumored treasure dating back to the creation of the United States. But when a fellow treasure hunter betrays him, Gates has to race to get the Declaration of Independence and steal it for the document's own safety. Ben and Riley, who personally I think Ben and Riley are the real ship, ship. but we'll talk about that (laughs) later. Ben and Riley try to report the potential theft of the Declaration to Homeland Security the FBI and Dr. Abigail Chase of the National Archives, but all dismiss their claim. So he must follow through with his plan. In the end, Abigail gets pulled into the hunt, a doubter turned true believer. Following clues, Ben, Abigail, and Riley are on the run from the FBI and Ian's gang. In the end, Ben and his crew find the lost treasure, turn Ian into the FBI, and donate the majority of the findings to historical museums. Ben and Abigail close the film as a happy couple, but in the second film, viewers find that they have parted ways. Mm. Ben Gates and his father, Patrick, are surprised when Mitch Wilkinson claims that their ancestor was a conspirator in the assassination of Abraham Lincoln, based on the missing page of Booth's diary that he is in possession of. Outraged, Ben, Abigail, and Riley head to France, England, and Washington to collect clues to prove his honor. In the meantime, they break into Buckingham Palace and the Oval Office, kidnap the president, and find the president's secret book, which leads them to their treasure, thus clearing his family name. Oh, it's very dramatic. Uh, But in the end, no, that's all right. In the end, Ben and Abigail reconcile, and that's where we will end for now Devin Mm -hmm. because I don't know the rest of the story but go on and with that let's get rolling shall we yes 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 so our first question here 
How do these two's passion collide and do their passions make their relationships stronger? Hmm. These two both have a passion for history and the beauty that captures that said history. They are history buffs and not the geeky kind. Uh, well, maybe, well, maybe the geeky kind. <laughs> the sexy geeky kind. Uh, but these two both have that same goal. I think, and I, I think, but the collision of their passions causes some friction. Both mm-hmm. feel that they are doing the right thing in their efforts to protect the, the Declaration of Independence. What gets in their way is the ethical nature of it all. I think their passion is a double-edged sword. Like I said, it, it does some harm and prevents them from understanding each other at first, as Abigail thinks Ben is some insane lunatic. But eventually, this passion turns into a fuel that stimulates their relationship to get Ooh. a little heated. Oh, boy. <laughs> I, you know, I love this like trope of, Two intelligent people who really are kind of sassy with each other at mm-hmm. first because they're they're like opposing views, but they have like one core passion. Right. Usually it's like the Indiana Jones thing. Right. But, you know, because they're more interested in their work and their passion, you know, they aren't like automatically like, let me jump into a relationship. But <laughs> it's then not in their they, <laughs> periphery. Yeah. But then they realize that the other person is equally passionate about the same things and therefore it's someone they could also love as much as their work, as lo- as much as their life's calling. Right. And I think these two obviously have a love more more than a love for history. And when they find each other, you know, and they find that person that appreciates history as much as they do, they start to open up to one another, which is really cool. Because I think so at first she thinks good. he's a crazy dude, but they uh, they they come together in the end. Yeah, love it. With that being said, what is it about the relationship that screams instant chemistry? So we talked about their passions. Now let's talk about the yep. chemistry. The chemistry, which definitely exists, mm-hmm. like this movie, and and I hate to admit it because like Nick Cage in my mind is not, <laughs> it's not like attractive. a sexy guy, <laughs> you know, he's not like, he's not like, well, I can't even think of one off the top of my head. Oh, I like mean, maybe like Ryan Gosling finds that attractive, but uh... maybe maybe <laughs> there's probably some people, but to me, he's not a Ryan Gosling character. But these two together definitely have something. I feel like this and is the I, only Nick Cage film that I'm like, love it. Yes, we're all like, yes, I could get behind. But um, <laughs> so I think with them, there's like this instant intrigue. Um, I love the first scene that they meet each other. And Nick Cage is like agog at this awesome historian hot lady. <laughs> like it is hilarious. I think their chemistry really builds as she starts to trust him more throughout the film. However, they definitely have a spark from the beginning. You know, what do you think, Dev? If there's such a thing as instant chemistry, these two definitely have it, Um, for sure. And yeah, sure, it derives from their love for history, like we mentioned. But honestly, it's their snarky remarks to each other and their passive flirting that really gets feelings going here. Um, I love just watching them bicker at each other. Oh, yes. (laughs) And while that might seem naturally unhealthy, I think for Uh them, it's what pulls them closer together, not farther apart. I, I definitely agree with that. Um, but yeah, either way, next question. When is the moment that you think these two see each other for who they are and the feeling and feelings start to develop for them? 
For me, I think Abigail first recognizes Ben as a good-natured person and not some psycho who just wants to steal the Declaration of Independence when they, um, when they're in the Philly. And they're changing yeah. into new clothes, quite possibly yep. symbolically, I might add. Um, it's yeah. here that... You stole my thing. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> it's here that Ben um, sheds some light on his internal motivation for following this crazy treasure hunt and exposes his more insecure side to Abigail. Um, I think here she recognizes that he is open um, and learns to trust him more through this conversation. For Ben, mm-hmm. I feel like he had something for her the moment they met. Like you kind of oh, mentioned. Yeah. Um, he really wanted to impress her and show off his uh, show off in a sense in front of her. So I think from the very start, he noticed his immediate attraction. And he yep. he like he comments on her coin collection. Or is it her coin collection? I think it's a coin collection. Yeah, yeah. Or a button yep. collection. I think it's coins because he sends her one in the yeah. end. Yeah. But like he's mm-hmm. like, oh, he doesn't have to do this, but like he tries to like impress her and be like, "Oh, look at this magnificent coin collection!" But you're missing one, and she's like, "Yeah, I haven't gotten it yet, or whatever." <laughs> so I think he really tries to impress her in that moment, and that yeah. is what like you can see that he is interested. Yeah, you can see his interest, but I think like as far as like when he starts to trust her, it's also the same scene. Um, mm-hmm, I think mm-hmm. that scene where they're getting changed, like you were talking about, like right next to each other, like you said, it's super symbolic because not only are they getting mentally vulnerable, but it's mirrored by the physical undressing, right? <laughs> like they are undressing, they're dressing down their own hearts and desires to each other. Right. And I think that's really where Abigail finds that she connects with Ben at a different level Ben from the beginning knows he has an attraction but I think he trusts her for the first time after that because then in that scene he actually goes and buys like a fake declaration that he's going to use as a prop later and he hands it to her and at first he's like I'm like he's apprehensive he like doesn't want to give it to her because he thinks she's going to run away with it um but then she says, it, I'm not going anywhere, mm, which is like such so like good. a moment of acknowledgement. Yeah, between the two of them where they're like, finally, I trust you to be a part of Correct. this, yeah. um, which means they trust each other to be a part of, you know, each other's lives, mm-hmm. if you will. There's a lot of like really in your face, obvious Disney symbolism in this movie. And I think that this scene is one oh, of totally. those totally. And it's just them, not even just them stripping of them, of like their... Um, what's the word like not persecutions but per, uh prejudices right they're mm-hmm. stripping their prejudices against each other and instead they're yeah. working together on a on a on a one cause one united cause but they're also stripping away like their past selves and they're going to yep. get into this together definitely definitely so oh i think you're reading the next one yeah um so with that what is strong about the relationship and where do you see their relationship falter mm-hmm. Well, like we said, like they have a lot of passion and they share interests. So, you know, their passions come together from the very beginning. And I think they're both very curious people, which is a trait that I think they amplify in one another during the whole, you know, Mm -hmm. chase that they're going through. Um, And I I think they may be a bit passion heavy is the issue. Not so much like a Catherine and Heathcliff. Like (laughs) definitely not a Catherine and Heathcliff. They have nothing else going for them, Catherine and Heathcliff (laughs) at all. Um, But I think at times, like, Ben can be a bit extreme with his ambitions. And Abigail is more of, like, a level-headed person. You know, she has the passion, but she also, like, 
lives in reality, whereas I think Ben sometimes is a little bit far out there. Um, Yeah, and I think you see that in the second movie a little bit where, like, that's the reason that they struggle is because, like, they... They're butting heads on this. He just is going and going and going. And she's like, slow down a bit. Um, but, you know, I think maybe they don't come together on a practical level sometimes. And this could be like detrimental down the road. Um, but, you know, they start out separated in the next film. And it's something that I think it shows that their issues run a little bit deep because they're not always going to be on a chase for the Declaration of Independence. Sometimes they have to be comfortable sitting with each other by the fire and talking. <laughs> and I don't know if that's like a Ben trait. So that's where I see the difficulty between the two of them. What about you, Dev? I get that. I think their connection level is just immediately like so strong they communicate yeah. on such a different wavelength um that they are almost inseparable um they finish each other's thoughts and know what the other person is thinking instinctively yeah however i don't think that they have a strong foundation when it comes to love sparks fly yeah. for them but i'm not sure if the sparks are enough to start a fire and keep the ember right. the embers warm which is kind of what you were saying mm-hmm. like um I don't think if they slow down and they really, at least from the scenes that we've been given, I don't think if they slow down enough um, and truly have more homey moments that they're really going to feel that same connection and pa- and passion. They have to, they have to take those steps and slow down um, to really recognize where they are at in their relationship. Right, 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 right. So moving on to the next question, which I think is a really interesting question. It's one of my favorites because I love these moments. But why does Ben choose to kiss Abigail in the tunnel under the church? Why now? Why this moment? (laughs) It does seem almost out of the blue, but I feel like it also fits so well. I think he realizes in this moment that they're in the thick of it. Um, they're so close he can taste it and he wants the girl and the gold too. Like he wants both of them. Um, I also think he knows that danger, um, lies ahead, not just the traps, but that lie ahead, but also the danger of Ian. I don't think he trusts Mm -hmm. him fully. So he knows that before, before they go in here, I want to have one moment with her. Um, that's just us two. Nobody else, mm-hmm, just us, before mm-hmm. we go into this and we encounter things that we're not comfortable with, like, I want you, <laughs> in a sense. Yep. What about no, you? No, I, it's such a moment. Like, I have to say, like I said before, I've never really been a huge fan of Nick Cage, but he does well in this mm-hmm. scene. Like, that arm grab, spin and smack, <laughs> I love those kinds of kisses. Like, cue the new girl pink robe kiss oh, between yes. Nick and Jess. Oh, my God. Love it. But either way, I think you're right. He chooses to do it because it's a moment before, like, a moment of intense danger and it's like well it's now or never really right. like he's also a bit of an adrenaline seeker so i think like in that moment he just That's like true. needed the next high the next high and I we're think, already there which, but let's go a little bit farther yes, <laughs> i i honestly think ben is a little bit of a junkie when it comes to like the adrenaline that. rush moments and he that. like stirs up crap that he has to deal with himself so i think like when he's up there he's like this is so exciting. And like, he just like kisses her. Cause he's like excited. And it's like, 
it's just a funny thing. And but whether or not it was for a good or a bad reason, I think it was a hugely important moment for the oh, two of them. Absolutely. And I think like that is the turning point where it's like, oh wow, okay, like oh, we belong something. to each other. Yeah. <laughs> like let's do it. But yeah, that's ultimately it. So with that, we're moving into now that we've had that kiss, these two have their own <clears throat> Aladdin and Jasmine do you trust me moment. What yep. role does trust play into their relationship? So this is referring it to the scene every role. <laughs> right? right? So these this is referring to the scene where um uh, he's like holding her as they're like falling off of the um what I forget what they called it. Um the elevator in the um Yeah. They have to jump onto it and instead like he has to choose between her and the declaration defendant. So now that we gave some context, go ahead. Woo. Well, I think it puts his perspective into priority or it puts his priorities into perspective. There you go. Because he chooses her, right? But ultimately trust is everything in their relationship because the way that they met and and the sparks that they have need to be solidified by okay, well, can I actually trust you in mm -hmm. my life? Like most of the time they spend together before they're together together, they just are thrown together at random during like this high stakes like chase, right. basically. And so they need a moment where they both acknowledge to each other, hey, like I trust you. Do you trust me? And, and we've seen and that develop I think that's over, what, over the course too. Exactly. I think that's what this moment does. And while it's not like... While it's a, another moment of adrenaline, so it's not like perfect, it's also, you know, something that they needed to establish before they could say, okay, this isn't just us being in the excitement of the moment. And this might be the, the first moment. time that they're saying it out loud, like, yeah, I yeah. do trust you. Like, we've seen instances of it, but like, this is the moment that they're like, yeah. I trust you. We're with each yeah. other. Um, yeah, which is really cool. But go ahead. But like you said, like, trust is huge for these two. And what's yep. interesting is that they initially start out as almost enemies that turn into lovers so yep. we see yeah the full, oh i love it we see the full progression from like anger and distrust to unity and trust like um and trust is something that ben has to earn with abigail because she doesn't trust him at the start over time mm -hmm. the relationship builds trust which i think is important to mention this whole chase is like one crazy trust exercise right yeah and it's because of this growth that abigail is able to trust him um and trust that he will make the right decision and he wouldn't let her fall to her death and that's how he and that and that essentially that he knows what he's doing right so i think it's yep. just like while it's such a stunning moment in um the movie it's also a stunning moment in their growth and relationship as well Right. Well, moving right along. Mm -hmm. In the second film, we find that Ben and Abigail's relationship has crumbled. Wait, what wait. do you think was the catalyst to this break? As much as I hate saying it, because when I first saw the second film, I was mind blown, so surprised that they were separated. But I think there were traces of their falling apart. The whole time. In the mm. first one, yeah. Um, as I hinted at earlier, I don't think the first film set them up with a firm foundation for them mm -hmm. to have a truly loving relationship. Um, their passion for history, treasure hunts, and each other isn't enough to keep their relationship afloat. They're just not mm -hmm. able to sustain themselves just based off of those um, connections and passions they need something mm -hmm. more and i don't think they worked on that piece yet in in between the first and second film 
What are your thoughts? Yeah, I think you're 100% right. I think ultimately, like, they just don't have that strong foundation. And I think that's what we were just talking about. Even their moment when they're like, yes, I trust you. It's like in a moment of high stakes. Like, you have to choose to trust him. And I think, you know, a lot of what we get in that first film is some crazy-ass dude (laughs) coming to a practical woman's desk and, you know, they have an exciting time together when she chooses to take a risk with him um, and they have that moment of searching for the declaration and it's super exciting. But then when they have to settle into being together without a purpose or a common goal, they realize that their temperaments are quite different. So while their temperaments work well on, you know, a chase, you know, she's they're both very smart. They both have survival skills. That's what excited them and brought them together. Well, now they have to deal with sitting together and living together and trusting each other in real life. And I think it's quite different. But in the end, they do end up reconciling. I just don't. I don't know if I agree with that ending, to be mm. honest with you. But we don't we don't really get enough of their relationship in between to really make a good call or a judgment on that. Because all we see is their like forced relationship in the first one, and then we see like them go through another adventure and together to in the second from one. Their crumpled mess. Right. Not that anyone would watch like a Ben and Abigail like at home film. Like I don't think that's the type <laughs> of thing National Treasure is, but I think that's what we would need to make like an actual call on whether or not they're good to be together. Right. You know? I get that. So with that being but, said, let's check into our next question. Quote, not a uh I'll repeat that. Quote, not if the right answer is something we need to figure out together as a couple. That's what couples do, Ben. End quote. This sounds like a no-brainer, but is it true? Are relationships a one-man show or a two-man show? What do you think, Devin? <laughs> well, I mean, working together is absolutely something that couples need to do. I think sometimes you need to, sometimes you do need to figure yourself out first. I'm not going to deny that. Um, but it's also important to remember that with two different people, There will always be two different ideologies, two different thoughts on how to do things. In order to stay together, you have to work together as a team. Like, I I literally always like quote and refer to new girl but but <laughs> i have so to good. because it's so good the the scene where nick kissed jess and she's with sam and then they go to this like indian marriage like ceremony yeah. not whatever it is and they're forced together to do all of these partnership things and they're trying to fail at it like they try to make a <laughs> successful table but they just they work together so well that they make a perfect table and jess is like mad about it but i think that's it speaks to the point of you need to have a strong enough foundation with someone else to say even in a moment where you're not in your most perfect like that you need to work together on it you need to make compromises and you need to to seek the best for the other person so i don't know if ben and abigail have that like inside them innately to work together i think they do in in search of a document or a history, but I don't know if they have it in search of like a long-term committed relationship. Um, what do you think, Devin? So I think this is another aspect that truly impacts their relationship. And that's what's, and, and what's truly interesting is that this was once what made their relationship so strong. They're liked mm-hmm. minds. Um, viewers really get to a sense of this Achilles heel when Abigail states, quote, I just don't understand why it is so in- 
so difficult for you to include others in your decisions. Just because you may know what my answer is going to be doesn't mean you don't have to ask me, end quote. So Ben essentially excludes her from decisions they should be making together because he knows what she will say. By doing so, Ben removes Abigail's voice in the equation. And I think this is what pulls them apart. She feels like she's left out of the relationship, whereas Ben's like, oh, I think I'm doing us a favor kind of deal. Um, so obviously, the relationships are meant to be a, two, a two-way street, two people working together, as you said. Mm-hmm. Um, and that reference to New Girl was exceptional. Well done. Um, but I'm truly curious for your opinion. Do you think there are times where relationships are meant to be one person leading? Well, I already answered this question. No, I'm just kidding. No, I know, but, but either way, I, I like I'm I'm just essentially like curious. like are there time like are there times where relationships are meant to be like one mm. person leading the way kind of deal? I think like naturally there are going to be moments where like. This is like getting deep, Devin. Now I got to think about it. I think there are naturally times where someone is going to have a clearer picture of what's healthy for the relationship, especially you can't expect that two people are going to be in equal health their entire life, like physically, mentally, all these different things. So say that, you know, in a relationship, I am like struggling to see like or, or to like push forward with it. And Tom is like completely like, oh no, we, you know, this is the way forward. Um, it's going to be up to him to like carry it a little bit. Mm, you know what I, I mean? That. And that's, I do feel that. Like I see Abigail in this moment saying that, like I'll be the one to carry it for a bit. But there has to at least be acknowledgement from the second person, like right. that they are willing to do work. Right. Even if it's not going to be the same amount of work, they're going to have to say yes to at least helping. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't think a relationship is ever a one man show per se, but I do think there are times in relationships where one person perhaps takes more of the burden than the other, yeah. but at all times, both have to be yeah, saying and I, yes. I see that, especially because like, we're all unique in what we, and our talents and what we know and all that kind of stuff. So, um, someone is always going to be a little bit stronger in one area than another. Um, so for example, cooking like someone is obviously going to be a better cook and someone's might be a better baker so like you have to have that balance um or someone might be really good at i don't know finances so you have to put your trust in the other person that like hey you know what you're doing i like i I, i'm sorry Mm -hmm. i will help you but like you definitely know how to do this whereas i'm not as strong in this element um so I, i i i agree with that i think there's going to be a a give and take um, but so it might seem at times that it might be one way, but it's definitely always going to be a two way street. I think so. Yeah. I think ultimately it has to be. Otherwise no, it's not a was, relationship. That was just something that was like literally on my mind. I was like, I, no. I know I wrote this question, but like, but like, I'm actually, I'm actually about curious. Like, can there be a one way, like a one man show when it comes to this? Or are there times where there's a one way show? So no, I'm glad we had this talk. Good, good talk, good talk, good talk. So next question, how does Ben's parents' relationship reflect Abigail and Ben's? (laughs) Uh, Uh, They are an interesting couple. And I actually like learn to appreciate them more as we get more and more of them in the second film. But I feel like they show Ben and Abigail 
what they will become if they don't change their ways now. Um, Patrick and Emily at the beginning of the film are so hurt and bitter that they aren't able to separate the past from the present. They're not able to move forward. Um, they show us how little cuts can fester over time. Yeah. And if Ben truly wants a future with Abigail, he needs to face their own cuts before it's too late. You can't just put a Band-Aid on them. You can't um, just walk away from them and hope they're going to heal on their own. You have to really work at this and try and help it before it gets too bad. What are you thinking? Ah, uh, yeah, I think you're right. I think their his parents like relationship is a future mirror view kind of like you were mm -hmm. saying like ben and abigail need to work together on these issues i love that you paired these questions because they really do like flow right from one another they need to communicate and work together on things um and realize that not every day is going to be as exciting of an adventure <laughs> some days you wake up and you need to think of the other person first in right. your search for the perfect relationship and if they don't do that, if they don't put in the work, they're going to end up like Ben's parents. So That's very true. Yeah. Ultimately, that's what I got. Lovely. All right. Moving on. Ben and Abigail both love puzzles. So eee. is love like a puzzle? Do you think I that's a good this. metaphor? Oh, frick yeah. I think it's a great <laughs> metaphor. I mean, you one, you can't read someone else's mind. So you're always going to have questions and you're always going to have things to figure out and puzzle pieces to put together. Um, I think love is something that humans are obsessed with but have never understood. Like we, obs <laughs> for something we obsess over, we cannot understand it for the life of us. Especially during... Um, uh <laughs> <laughs> the pandemic, everyone yes! was buying puzzles. <laughs> Honestly, yes. And like, it's something that we obsess with but cannot figure out. And I just, I think that really sums up what love is. And I think that's why perhaps for Ben and Abigail, like figuring out their relationship will, will be a fun little adventure for them. But right. they have to treat it differently than going out and jumping over things and setting stuff on fire and figuring yep. out and, and stealing the declaration like love as a puzzle and as an adventure things that they do love like they need to reprioritize how they're looking at it because they need to foster it in a different way than they would an adventure mm -hmm. but i do think it's really good to think of it as a puzzle <laughs> dev and you go like frick yeah with all these questions but what what are your thoughts dev I, I think in some manner yes you're always trying to find that missing piece that fits just right with you um but even after your find uh, like you, congratulations you found your missing piece um, you still have to deal with the complexity of a relationship and how to maneuver through it together as one puzzle piece right. as you are now connected and bonded. And I think this is what's really challenging and can be seen as a puzzle in itself, um, having to navigate um, a marriage and then a family and homeowning mm -hmm. and um, like just everything all together, um, visiting families. How do we do holidays like it's a puzzle right you have to work yeah, and you really have to like okay maybe it's going to wiggle a little bit here and then we got the wiggle a little bit on this side here and oh we finally found our perfect fit for the time being but hey somebody just flipped the table and now we have to rearrange the piece one more time <laughs> like it's right. always a puzzle that you're trying to like work at and i think that's the joy and the struggle when it comes to relationships um mm -hmm. but you get to work together on this puzzle it's not it's like 
what, like we're going you don't have to, to do it alone. Do it alone. <laughs> like you don't have to get frustrated at this um, by yourself. You get frustrated mm-hmm. with it together and try and figure this out together. That's all that this. Uh, like if you get one thing out of this episode, that's it. <laughs> I'm like surprisingly enjoying this episode. I thought to myself, this is going to be the dumbest episode ever because Nick Cage. But now I'm like, yes, these are good so questions. Good. Um, okay, Devin, mm-hmm. final question. Yes, yes. <gasps> do we ship it? What do you think? I'm still torn. I okay, said the same thing. <laughs> I love, love their passion, Me right? Too. I think they have a crazy awesome kiss. They like share really cool hobbies and interests. At the same time, I don't see it as a long lasting thing, but I'm not a marriage counselor. So I don't know if like spark <laughs> is enough and like you just got to work on it from there. I, I think I ship it. I think I just wish I could see a little bit more of their stability rather than these moments of like flying around doing whatever. Like I think that they fall in love with each other when they see each other at their best. And I don't know how they feel each other at, feel about each other at their worst. So that's something that I would need to clarify before saying definitively. Um, but I ship it for like the purposes of like, yeah, I like them together. Although I ship, (laughs) you know, Ben and Riley a little bit more. Um, but Devin, so what are your thoughts? You're the same. I agree. I, I, and I, this is what I put, like, I'm torn. Like I don't, I, I ship them in the sense of what we see, but I want to see more of that foundation yep. Um, yep. and to see like, is this truly going to be profitable for both of them? Or is it going to be another like, okay, we're together now for like another year, then we're broken up again. Like I, I don't yep. want that for them. I want them to figure this out together and really um, come together about this issue. Um, right. So, but yeah, like you can't deny that these guys have passion, that they have chemistry, that they have so many amazing moments. But when it comes down to it, like I want, I just don't, with all that aside, what are they left with? And I don't know if I can fully ship all of it, but for purposes of this episode, yes. (laughs) Yeah, there we go, I will say yes, just because like. I really want it to work out. I really do, guys. Like, this is the I only know. real ship that I will ever ship with Nicolas Cage. <laughs> yes. Uh, otherwise, what are we going to ship? <laughs> All right. But so there way. you have it, everybody. Our thoughts on the inquisitive couple, Ben and Abigail. But what do you all think? Let's hear from a commenter. That's right. So this comment comes in from our friend Liam, who joined us for our Hercules episode. So hey, Liam. What up? Uh, Yes, but Liam says, Ben and Abigail in the first National Treasure film work so well together because they have a level of trust. He trusts her with the declaration. He trusts her not to run and call the cops. And he trusts her to find a plan to escape FBI custody on the USS Intrepid. In turn, Abigail threatens her entire career and passion following Ben on his journey evening by allowing him to still have access to the declaration and by helping him to break into historical locations. She does this out of faith that Ben is right and that he has good intentions. They also have a great sense of common passion for history, as seen in Abigail's collection of Washington presidential buttons. It was buttons. I guess it was buttons. Was so I thought it was. Oh, well, look at this guy. You should have been on the show, Liam. Uh, <laughs> as well as their mutual advanced knowledge in American history. I definitely ship them because who couldn't love a dream couple of Helen of Troy and Spider-Man? <laughs> 
<laughs> I would also like to take this time to recognize that Nicolas Cage is a great actor who has been in a handful of bad movies. He's a good actor because he makes choices. Some are terrible, but they are him. Wow. Thank you, Liam. I That's a really interesting so perspective. Much with mm-hmm. What always said. Well done. Yeah. Well done. Well done. But, Devin. For the next part, can you please tell us who will we be talking about next? Of course. Next week, we are going to be talking about Woody and Bo Peep from Toy Mm -hmm. Story. Heck yes. Cannot wait. I love Toy Story. Also, my heart hurts when I think of Toy Story, but Mm. we're going to talk about it next week. Um, And of course, if you like what you're hearing, please rate and review or subscribe to our podcast. We love you guys. That's right. And we'd love to hear from you all, either to join us for an episode or submit a comment. Reach out to us by emailing weshipitpodcast at gmail.com or find us on social media. Hit us up, guys. Yep, and that's a wrap. See you next time, shippers. Let's go steal the Declaration of Independence. Let's do it. (laughs) (laughs) Bye, guys. Bye.